Welcome to a very special edition of the People Sports Podcast. It is, I believe, New Year's Eve. If my calendar does not deceive me, Charlotte, this show is being put out on New Year's Eve, the 31st, also known as the last day of 2020. Thank the Lord. Am I right? 2020. Oh, boy, we made it. <laughs> you know what cracks me up about the year stuff is that people are like, oh, thank God, 2020 is over, as though you wake up tomorrow mm. and it's gonna anything's going to be different. And, like, I get it. This year sucked and we need uh, some benchmarks. But I'm also like, 2021 is going to... That's just tomorrow. What over under January third as the day when everyone's like, "Oh my God, 2021 sucks too," and that becomes like the narrative on Twitter and like, "Oh, give me to 2022 already." What's gonna happen, Mark? What's gonna happen is that there's gonna be backlash. That every so, it's gonna be the fake backlash. It's gonna be people are gonna start posting. They probably already have at this point. They're gonna start saying like, "Who exactly what I just said?" They're gonna say, "Who thinks 20?" Like, does everyone realize that 2020 yeah. is just a number? Like, yeah, this is yeah. stupid. <laughs> and then there'll be backlash to people saying that, being like, "Just yep. let people have this." Yep. And that's probably that's just. Should so, we just take I'm the so year bored. off Twitter? Like, I feel like we just saw one year's worth of tweets right there. That yeah. that has become the. Uh, uh, you know, in the '90s, we'll say in the early 2000s, the uh, the joke was you're writing the wrong date on your check. Like it's a new year, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm an idiot! I went to the buy groceries today, and it's February 3rd, and I'm still writing 1994 on my checks instead of 95. What a moron!" And I feel like this is the modern version of that. It's just like, "Oh, 2021 sucks too now. Let's get right. on the." You're like, we don't have to do that. Every January and February, we don't have to do this. But people will do it anyway. Let them have their fun, Charlotte. Why are you mad, Charlotte? Let them have their fun. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, I'm not mad. And they're like, you are. And I'm like, well, now I'm mad. Yeah. Um, The other day, I was trying to write, um, I think I was writing the date. Because when I make my Google Docs for this show, I write like PSP, you know, 12.31, 12.16. You're a dot person. You're not a dash person. Yeah, big dot person. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. or a slash person. You're a dot. Okay. I'm a dot. I love okay. the dot. I think it's clean. I think it's crisp. <laughs> I think it looks nice. Um, and I wrote uh, I wrote twelve sixteen sixteen. Yeah, well, I wrote like, twenty sixteen. I went back four what? years. Oh my god. Is that god. messed up? That's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, take me back to twenty sixteen when everything the world was fine and nothing was ever wrong. <laughs> and then they just had to shoot that damn gorilla, Charlotte, and it all went downhill. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> they shot a gorilla. It makes you think. If they didn't shoot Harambe, what the last four years would have looked like. But well, know, hey, the butterfly effect, did. the gorilla mm-hmm. effect. Here we are. Uh, but we are a positive vibes only podcast. Uh, sure that, that was the whole point. That was the mission statement of the show. We started the show in 2020. So not all, not everything was bad about 2020. There were some good things. We started the I show. I definitely, I mean, personally, I had some bright spots. I just, mm-hmm. I always felt bad, you know, like I, I started at Fox Sports. That's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we work with wonderful people. We started this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, I've, Think things are going fine. And then I, I feel, I don't know if it's guilty, but I feel bad being like, no, don't a, personally having a that's okay the, year. You that's know? the point of the show is that we're trying to have we're trying to put positive vibes into the yeah. world and say it's okay to to try to find silver linings and things and to uh, yeah I developed a coffee addiction in 2020. That's cool. You did. That's yeah. exciting. Mm-hmm. I grew my hair out, which is like we're as as the calendar turns to 2021. I have decisions to make, Charlotte. Uh, the, it, we're entering man bun territory where mm-hmm. it's like. Mm-hmm. Not even an aesthetic decision. It's more of a functional decision that 
my hair is just in my face at all times and I don't know how to, what else to do. And I'm really worried it's I'm going to become a ponytail. Thing. Yeah, I'm going to become a ponytail guy. I really feel like I am. Ooh. Especially just living in West West side of Ooh. LA. It's like, these are my people. We're all ponytail just don't people. Do the one, <laughs> ponytails, whatever. That's, that's fine. But you know, the one that's not fine is uh, um, when it's just... It's like a low one at the back of your neck, and it's pulled really tight, and then uh, it's just like it's hair numb. coming out. Yeah, yeah just I just like a little... hate that on a man. Don't you? Yeah, that. you gotta. <laughs> if you're a man with a ponytail, I feel like it's gotta bend down at least. Yes. A little. Like if it's just like, it, and it needs to yeah. be like in the middle of the back of your head. It right. can't be that right. weird, like the the like Matthew McConaughey in True Detective. <laughs> to my credit, I'm smart enough to know this, so I haven't pulled the trigger on. Uh, I did it one time off the air when uh, I sat uh-huh. down and turned on my Zoom, and I had my hair in a ponytail just to see if you noticed. You noticed immediately. <laughs> the first thing <laughs> I, I like, did. Immediately, I, didn't say I was hi. like, "Oh, crap!" All right, uh, but that's the only time I've really done it. So I'm smart enough to know that. But I, I really feel like these next couple months, uh, I got my I got my haircut last on March 4th. So I have to get, I, I feel like I'm already this far in. I got to go a year, right? So I don't think oh, I'm going to get sure. cut. I don't think I'm going to get cut till March 4th yeah. at least. No, you don't um, have a choice. You're going to, what that means might, though is, you know, with the, when you have the headphones on during the podcast, it kind of keeps it back. But mm, like, there's a piece that's just, oh, that's, there's, it's, yeah. it's like, it's you're going to have to start using hair ties, man. Yeah, I know. Um, what, what else happened in 20? Let's talk about less about ourselves. Uh, we were making a, a <laughs> but, podcast. But why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Podcast cardinal sin, where you make it about yourself and not about the subject you're supposed to be talking about. Uh, the 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 world of sports at at large, Charlotte. What are what are things we learned from all of 2020? What are things uh, broad picture stuff that were taken away from this this year? So I thought I, before we hopped on here, I was thinking about that, and I think that you you put it really well um, a few shows ago when you said. I learned that, you know, it was our Thanksgiving episode where you were like, sports Mm. are not essential, but I'm really, really glad we have them. And I think that I feel that 2020 showed me um, more than anything how much I love sports for the community of it. Like, Mm -hmm. sports are not as fun when you can't go to games. Sports are not as fun when sports don't exist and you have nothing to talk about on Twitter with people like mm-hmm. the last dance when that, when that aired in April or I guess April. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. <sighs> was such There's no a, way of knowing. Yeah, we I have, know. I'm like no time, time. The thing about 2020 is that time didn't exist. Yeah. Um, but you know, when that aired, I was like, Oh my God, I missed just all talking about the same thing at once. Mm-hmm. So the monoculture, if was, you will. Yeah. 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 You know, like, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that, that there's, uh, you realize, I, I guess you realize the difference between a game and sports and like the games yes. are still being played, but that's not what we think of when we think of sports. We need the yep. fans. Like that, that's the first note I put down is that virtual fans, cardboard cutouts, fake crowd noise. I hate it all. I'm over <laughs> it all. I think it's all it, like, I get why they did it. I get the people that thought like we should try to keep some sense of normalcy. But now that we're nine months into this thing, um, I, I, I hate all of that because it just reminds you that it's not real. Like we've, it's, yeah. it, it, I don't know. And and I, I, I realize how important fans are, and I can't yeah. believe, uh, you know, as a college sports fan, that much is obvious to me because college fans are are part of the environment of college, you know, the traditions, the pageantry, all that. But mm-hmm. I'm surprised how much I miss just like even NBA fans and NFL fans and totally. even like MLB fans, baseball fans, uh, just on a random Sunday afternoon game in the regular oh. season. 
Like they don't even really have cry. that much I'm of like, effect. I'm like close yeah. to tears thinking about a summer baseball. Think about going to a baseball I know, game. I know it's gonna be summer. so great. But uh, you know, like uh, baseball fans in the playoffs obviously are rowdy and awesome. But I'm talking like even I, I miss just even like the shots of like uh, the fans in the stands, and it's a random game. It's the, the, the two teams that aren't gonna make the playoffs, and there's just like a fat guy with his shirt unbuttoned eating <laughs> a hot dog and drinking a beer. You know, that's like, exactly who I envisioned in the yeah. sun, and there's no one around him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I miss I, I miss all of that. Yeah. I do too. I also think I realized how much my job and what I do, not to make this about me, I'm coming around, I promise, um, actually really does revolve on around fans and around mm-hmm. the culture of sports and around being somewhere and getting to tell people what it's like to be somewhere maybe they can't be. Mm-hmm. And that just made me realize, like, okay, the the viewing experience through a TV, it's so bizarre when everybody's really seeing the same thing. Like, a huge part of sports, even online, are, like, hearing from reporters who are there, who are in the locker room, which, you know, there's no locker room access. Like, the whole kind of silliness around it was something... You know, I see about this one with our, our uh, legendary Lamar Jackson um, did he poop conversation. But I was like, if we if reporters were allowed in the in the locker room, I probably would have driven to Baltimore from New York this week and gone yeah. to a media availability just to be like, did, did you poop? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, well, uh, to your point about like our jobs, uh and, and and talking with fans and and on behalf of fans sometimes which they don't always love but um <laughs> sports is a language and ultimately i think that's what i learned in 2020 is that watching sports consuming sports uh it, it's a language and, and it helps you build a connection with people a lot of times strangers and especially doing this job that um uh, if you were there to experience certain moments and whatever team that that person likes, and you remember where, where where you were, and you can hit these certain beats, like I could go to, if if I'm if I'm at a bar in Minneapolis and I bring up Gary Anderson missing a kick when the Vikings <laughs> were the best team in the NFL, like Vikings fans will look at me and be like, you you, you get us, you know what I mean? Like you get in yes. the same way you're you're doing that with Virginia basketball right now. It's like you just start like hitting these beats, and it's not necessarily that you're pandering or whatever, but it's that. There are certain things that that happened that uh, it was a big deal to people, and if you can identify with them on that level, um, all that stuff matters. And and yeah, that that's ultimately why you do this. And I guess that's what I, that's my big takeaway is that fans matter. Because I think for the longest time, I assumed I like sports because I wa- I like watching great athletes do awesome things on fields and courts, and I definitely do. But uh, that on its own isn't enough. It's not enough totally. to just have just that, you know? That's so well put. I think that that's what made um, the Virginia thing so moving to me and so much fun is that it felt like the closest I'd come to being immersed in a community or to going somewhere and feeling like you got to experience a culture of fandom, which sound, which is such like a, you know, academic or, or, or like sports media way of saying mm-hmm. something. But I really just mean like hanging out with people who like the same thing and who yeah. can bond over it. And when I, I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't a sports writer. This is my fourth year doing sports. Fit, I don't know. What's... 2016 to now, whatever. (laughs) And before that, I wasn't totally up on everything that was going on. And as I've learned and sort of, you know, become more and more immersed, I'm like, oh my God, there were so many conversations that I just couldn't have had. There were so many strangers I couldn't have talked to Mm -hmm. because of this. And this year, not being able to talk to strangers at all, 
I'm like, I can't wait to go to a dive bar in Charlottesville and just like, mm-hmm. you know, drink beers and put Phil Collins on a jukebox and talk about Tony Bennett <laughs> with people. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I need to go to a dive bar right, right, listen, whatever it takes charlotte i'm not gonna judge but at the same time <laughs> i might judge uh no uh yeah I, I i think we're on the same page about this we need fans back we need yeah. fan we need uh but beyond just fans like it's not even just the fans in the arena it's the uh the, the going to a bar going to a uh one of my favorite memories in, in la was uh i i saw the champions league final last year at a bar on the west side uh i think it's in santa monica um, and the place was packed, and I didn't care who won. I, I, it was Tottenham and Liverpool, right? Mm-hmm. They, they they played, and I had no. I, I mean, I wanted to watch the game. I like soccer, and I'll watch it. But I I could not care less if one team beat the other by ten. Um, and it was so cool to just be in a bar, and th- there it felt like it was equally split. And the place was packed. I couldn't believe it. It's like I stumbled into a soccer bar or something. And uh, just the, just having that atmosphere, just having people that are going nuts and and sharing. You see people high fiving and buying shots because their team scored a goal. You know, I don't know. Just all all of that. It doesn't have to be at the stadium. It doesn't have to be people you're actually interacting with. It's just right. like being around a vibe. Uh, is enough sometimes and we haven't had that and i miss it and we're gonna get yeah. in 2021 though i've said this before i think sports are such a good excuse for adults to have emotions i think that there <laughs> yeah, i really think that there i think there are a lot of people who are embarrassed about getting excited about things or yeah. being earnest or getting upset or ha- like i really think that you know there's and it's not just it's not just like a manly men culture it's like i, I think there are yeah. a lot of women too who are there's this sort of embarrassment if you get too emotional about something and sports you know you've grown you've grown adults throwing remote controls through their televisions and you have people crying of happiness when their team wins and you have yeah it's like this it's almost like this excuse to be like oh yes i'm crying about the cubs but you're really crying about your grandmother right. that you got to watch them with because you love her so much but you know what i mean it's like right. this sort of handy like oh i don't have feelings but oh my god this this baseball team that's a great way to put and it's especially true i know you said you don't just mean that for manly men but that's especially true for the manly men who are like i i never cry i never feel anything but i cried when the cubs won the world series or something like that (laughs) right like what yeah when uh my son tragically passed away uh you know that affected me a little bit but it didn't really you know didn't really do it right and then it cuts to him like sobbing in the browns (laughs) muni line yeah (laughs) but when the browns clinched a playoff spot you're like you mean the super bowl no 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 No. i mean i don't mean when the browns won the nfl championship i mean when they finished above 500 (laughs) and it's like clearly not always about yeah it's usually not about the sport but the sport is like oh here and then, but you know, it, you yeah, because it's a it, most of the time when when guys uh, again I'm speaking from the male experience when guys who don't want to feel emotions aren't afraid to cry about sports or like show a little emotion about sports it is their way of circumventing to the mm-hmm. real issue which is like I watch this game I I watch the Cubs with my dad so now I'm crying because <laughs> you know this I love reminds my dad you know, so much I love it's basically saying I love I my dad so much. That. Yeah, but I can't admit that. So what I'm really going to say is I love the way Chris Bryant threw that ball to Anthony Rizzo to, you know. What I really want to say is have you seen Chris Bryant's yeah. eyes? Though? Yeah, that's really, yeah, yeah. I don't want to come across as a wuss, so. Uh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, so, anyway. and I think that it's hard in a year where you can't go anywhere to even, and it just feels different, you know. It's not the same mm-hmm. thing. I'm with you, though. I feel like maybe as, for as long as we can have fans, can we just get rid of 
all of the fake ones. I know. I, 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 I feel it. like at this point we're over it. What we need to do, especially as the calendar turns to 2021, um, and a vaccine is, is, is here. There's hope on the horizon, Charlotte, that we are going to have full stadiums very, I don't know, very, but soon. Maybe we're getting there. By, by this time next year, right? That'll, there should God. be... <laughs> Fingers please, crossed. What please. could possibly go wrong? Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, so, um, um, I think maybe the move is uh-huh. as we go to 2021, get rid of all virtual fans, get rid of all fake noises, all fake. Leave the vacuum. Just like as we watch these games, you hear you're watching NBA games. You hear the squeaking of the shoes. Yep. You hear the emptiness of the arenas. There's no music being played. There's no defense. <laughs> defense. Like none of that. It's yeah. just dead silence. Uh, so then that way our brains pick up on it. We're like, there's a vacuum. There's a vacuum. There's yes. a vacuum. For a few months of that, vaccine happens. World starts opening back up. And it's like, boom, we're, we're, we're shot out of a can and ready to go back I to I want the, sensory to fill overload to the yeah. point where, like, I can't. What What is the? I'm thinking of something where, like, yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking of, but I just want. I Are want you thinking to be- of the Chattahoochee music video, Charlotte? Is that what you're thinking of? Because yes! that's what I often think of when my mind. <laughs> Do you know that I actually I played that for my mom recently, and she was she lost it. She was like, "This is art." She was like, "This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen." She was like, "It's also very sweet. Like he's very yeah. nice about everything." But yeah. I mean, it is truly. Sorry, <laughs> you can't talk about that because then I'll just start talking about the Chattahoochee music video. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like give me everything mm. all at once. I want to be. I already. I mean, this is talk about someone. Like, I probably have too many feelings. Like, sport. If sports fans are like, oh, we just want an excuse to feel. I'm like, I feel all yeah. the time. Yeah. And like, I'm pretty open about it. I once went to a Celtics game. This was like 2011, 2012, maybe, and uh, it was Celtics Heat. And um, I walk. It was like nosebleed seats, and I walk in at um, in Boston, and it was so overwhelming, and the sound was loud, and the lights, and I was so excited, and and then I saw Chris Bosh, and like his earring was glinting from the bed, and I started crying. What? <laughs> because I was so happy to be there, and I was like, oh my god, like. I haven't reached those levels in a while, but, but like, what? Well, like can we unpack time, that? Like, what? What was? The ex- I was just so excited. Was, was this like, your first Celtics game? No. <laughs> it was just a Celtics game. It was just. Yeah, and I was wow. just like loving Good it, for and you. I got so overwhelmed. And so I feel like that's that hasn't happened since then. But I feel like the first game that I go to after COVID, I am gonna just lose it. Here's a question you aren't ready to have thrown at you on yeah. a supposedly lighthearted podcast uh yeah. would you rather be a little too emotional and like cry at chris bosh's earring or yeah. emotionally stunted and unable to express feelings and like and just sit there with your arms crossed and <laughs> at all times well i have to choose the former overly emotional because yeah. that's what i'm stuck with so it's like you it's don't hate that, that about yourself though i mean you, no, you don't no, no. okay like right, I, I've, I've come to terms with it yeah a lot of therapy i'm like really all in on it now <laughs> you know like i know myself mark yeah. i think it's um, better i think it's better to, to feel than to not feel i would yeah, say do you feel things i feel a lot of things yeah. there you go yeah i feel Look a lot of us. things unfortunately <laughs> sometimes i'm like wow it would be so great if you would yeah. feel a few less things yeah. like when you're in public crying because you're moved by a bad basketball game yeah I get, I get, uh, never mind. We're, we're getting way off track. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll uh, save this. 
Yeah, we'll save this for the uh, therapy session. We should at some point, though, do an episode on, like, athletes feeling things and see if we can get someone to come on because I think that that's... I, I think that that's a very cool trend of athletes talking about mental health issues. As you get Kevin Love. Them. Kevin Love's the coolest guy. He's, he's Can the, he do spoke, it? He's, yeah, Kevin, come on the show. Let's talk come it on out. Come the show, Kevin. Yeah. Um, any other lessons from uh, uh, 2020? I had one other one that was uh, Americans' love for football is the strongest <laughs> force known to man, I think. Yes. That, uh, the, the pandemic happens. Uh, NBA is like, we are going to spend billions of dollars. I don't know if that's true, but that's how I, I'll remember. They spent a it. lot is of it, money. They spent a ton of money. They spent a lot to, uh, of dollars. <laughs> make this bubble. NHL did the same. Uh, WNBA does something similar. All these sports are like, we, we have to form our <laughs> league around the pandemic. We have to acknowledge the pandemic and try to maybe skirt some certain things. Like, But we have to acknowledge it, whatever. Uh, baseball was like... Uh, we'll see. I don't really know. Like we're, we'll try to. We'll kind. We'll half acknowledge it. We'll like the get rid of certain. Was like we'll hedge for months. <laughs> yeah, we'll hedge, and then like when they came back, it was like we'll only play like local teams, so that way we limit travel. And they were kind of acknowledge it. NFL was like there is no virus. Yes. We and college football is like we are doing not like the show goes on. Like the Big Ten and Pac twelve are like now hang on. There's a virus, right? And the SEC was like, huh? <laughs> what virus? The SEC and was like, why are you wearing a mask? Like, they, just, you- they just trucked on through, uh, kept playing. Um, games are getting canceled left and right. Not in the NFL, but they're moving it around. There's not been a single. Like, Adam Schefter's sweet, and we haven't canceled a single NFL game. And everyone's like, I don't know if that's a good thing, but Everyone's Adam. like, should we be psyched about <laughs> yeah. that? Because what? the Ravens were riddled with COVID, yeah, and yeah. they just um, played the game. So I learned that lesson is that there's literally nothing that can stop. Uh, so all that talk like a few years ago, do you remember this when concussions were that when uh, Will yes. Smith was in the movie and was crying and said, tell the truth, tell the truth. And uh, was that every- I football player? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> and everyone is like, oh my God, concussions. Is this going to be the end of football? Uh, fast forward to 2020. I don't think anything can stop football. I think football, I whether good or bad, no matter what your feelings are towards football, I think it's here to stay forever in this country. Hands because- down. I yeah. don't. I can't think of a single other thing that could, like, democracy was at stake, and people were like, "Should you vote though?" And it's yeah, like, "Football must go on," you know. Like, there's no. The de- our democracy hung de- hugging the ballots. We're like, <laughs> I don't know. Should we push the election back? Should we? Should and we then revisit? you know, cut to cut to like Nick Saban on the sidelines, just like hands on his hips, and Bill Belichick on another sideline. You're like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this. I mean, I do think one thing I say I this. Say, I say this as a compliment in all seriousness. That that is the best thing you've ever said on the show. That is the funniest <laughs> thing you've ever said on the show. The democracy hung in the balance. And we as a country stopped and thought, hmm, there's a pandemic. Should we reassess this? And we ultimately we didn't, but <laughs> there were conversations about it at least. With football, it was just like, I'll be goddamn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Full steam ahead. Yeah, I just, I feel like that's a real. I don't oh know. my God. You know, it's just. America! It, <laughs> truly, truly, it's remarkable. Yikes. I do think something I will say, though, is, you know, I think the question of like, should sports have been played this year or whatever, mm-hmm. like, the, oh, there are no answers. I think that's what I learned this year, that there were no mm-hmm. answers about how to do this because as a country, it wasn't handled. So then it came down to individuals and individual mm-hmm. groups and everybody just getting so mad at each all. other yeah. when it should have been, 
you know, there was some semblance of something. So I, I think that this year I learned that it is very hard to have any answers about anything. And that also uncertainty is a little more like once you have to deal with it, I've been the most impatient person my whole life. And this year, the only thing I could do was like sit or like hurry up and wait. Yeah, and it, yeah, it proves that when right. you have to be patient, when you have no other option but to be patient, you're kind of like, well, guess I'll be patient. The, the idea that uh, there's no obvious answers is great for my um, idea for a podcast, which is called That's a Tough One. And it's a political podcast where uh, I tackle all the political issues and someone mentions a political issue to me and I'm like, ah, it's a tough one. <laughs> I see both sides. <laughs> and that's all. And you that's know, the show. On it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> I see it both ways, honestly. That's a tough one. Uh, next. What's the next one? <laughs> Let me know if you want to do that show Immigration. Ever. All right. So, uh, ah, it's a tough one. It's pretty tough. I mean, I see a lot of good arguments being made. <laughs> and then the show ends. Oh, my, my God. That would be right, the first 20-second podcast. Hey guys, Charlotte Wilder here. I want to tell you about our brand new Fox Sports app and website, foxsports.com. It's reimagined for the modern sports fan. So go ahead, download the new app now. You don't even have to pause this episode to do it. Every day on the app and website, you'll see the top stories in sports, plus a rich world of written content, videos, social media, and analytics to give you a 360-degree view of the most important sports stories of the day. Streaming live TV has also never been so easy or elegant. Every Fox Sports game, including all pregame and postgame shows, are just one click away. For the extra invested fans, we also go deep with real-time wagering lines, trending prop bets, win probability, and key player projections. So what are you waiting for? Download the new Fox Sports app or visit www.foxsports.com. All right. I think that's that's good for less. I love learn, what right? we're doing today. I love yeah. I love this part of the show. We, you came up with this. Tell which the, okay. Is, do you want me to pitch? Do you want me to explain it? You you yes. Pitch it. I want you to explain because you. Came uh, up with yeah. It. So what we're gonna do now and and to to celebrate the end of the year to uh, look back to to put a nice little bow on twenty twenty mm, is we like are going Alexis at a special deal for the holidays. <laughs> It's a December to remember. I don't know where um, that came from. So we are going to make a people sports podcast time capsule. And how this is going to work is we are going to look back on 2020 and decide which objects throughout the world of sports uh, belong in the time capsule that when the aliens open it in a thousand years, they will they can sort through all the objects we have in there and make sense of what the world of sports looked like in 2020, Charlotte. That is I'm the so excited for this. This is like, this is where back to where it all began when I went on Titus and Tate and we talked about nineties. Just nonsense. Just like, absolute nonsense. This is like, yeah. this is the kind of thing where you and I are both going to be like, how weird or like how, how? <laughs> what's this what's this the mm -hmm. most tenuous relationship to this object right and the thing i'm talking about uh, um we don't have a structure for this so we're not doing like a top 10 or top we're not doing anything like that i just think right. you just want to like alternate because i i made yeah. a pretty long list and you did too i did we too we don't out. have to spend that yeah. much time on on each one but i do i want to i, I want to paint a picture here um when i think of a time capsule i really think of like uh, you know the the pill bottle, like an antibiotic pill capsule, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like that has mm -hmm. the you know the powder in it, but you can sort of open it up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of that when I think of a time capsule, and I think of it as being a, about. You can open the those size. up. How do you, hey Charlotte? How do you know you can open those up? <laughs> mm -hmm. What? 
You want to expand on that because, one? Because <laughs> I had to give the dog a pill once. Okay. Imagine it. Imagine it. The size. God damn it. Imagine it, Mark. The size Mark the of Mark the, the feds over here. Jesus. Um, I'm trying to think like a watermelon, like an oblong or or like a huge zucchini. That's yeah, like, yeah. But... <laughs> But shapes. here's the thing. Shapes. The How thing. do they work? <laughs> the, the things that I'm going to put in here are too uh-huh. big to fit in that. So it's a magic time capsule okay. like Mary Poppins. It just expands to fit whatever you put in it. And I want everyone to have that image as I say my okay. things. I got you. Yeah. What's your, what, what do you put in? I, I mean, I, I would picture the same thing. I mean, even as you're describing the object, I'm picturing like one of the, the pneumatic tubes that you go to the bank yes, and you put Yes, it, sorry. That's like, a better. That's, that's what I picture. Uh, <laughs> Not a Photoshop enlarged pill capsule. <laughs> yeah. I picture one of the bank tubes, but the same premise. Yeah. Like we have, we have a magic wand. We take the object, we touch it. It shrinks down to like the size of our. Yes. I don't know fingernail size of a and credit you, card yeah and then you throw it in the, the tube and away we go right so that's that's it um yeah do you want to do you want to start i'll let you start with whatever you want to throw in there sure first. mine is the the saddest one that i okay. have um but we have to put it in there is a mamba fury nike shoe mm. um because i can't believe that it was 2020 mm-hmm. that kobe died but it was and so that was sort of the first major i remember I was on the plane to the Super Bowl and it I found out and it was a plane full of sports media people and it was the whole plane just like it yeah. I was like oh well if this is this is good you know this is going to be the worst thing that happens all year and it's like well as, uh, as it turns out yeah. yeah Kobe Bryant yeah that's that's the way I would sum up 2020 as a whole is Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash because Kobe Bryant lives in the one part of the country known for its perfect weather at all times Yep. And died in a helicopter crash because of inclement weather. Yep. Uh, and that still isn't even close to the craziest thing that happened this season. Even in yep. the world of sports, the craziest. You know what I mean? Like, no, when you put totally. it that way, you're like, what? Oh, my God. Right. If someone told you that in 2019, you'd be like, yeah. What? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no and no, it no. still wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah. It still would have been worse than what you that was. Been. That was the first time in my life uh, I was somewhere. I was in public for a moment in time where not everybody we were talking earlier about like the shared experience and being at a mm-hmm. bar for a game and all that kind of stuff. I, I was at the Venice whaler, uh, right on the beach and here in Venice, uh, California. Um, I was in the upper deck on the patio. Those that the, the, know the whaler, those are LA listeners know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And I was sitting there next to the, uh, the, uh, uh, the TV and, um, it wasn't on the TV or anything. There's like a game on or something like that. Uh, and they didn't like it was the, the the TV was late to the news, so no one, all the people that were up there with us weren't oh. really shared on the news. It wasn't like we were all watching the same bulletin, but everybody had the cell phones, and you yeah. could just see like slowly it trickling across the bar, like people finding out about this. And it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen because it was How like strange. we all had a shared experience, but we all had an individual shared experience. Where like all of us were looking wow. at our phones. It was like we got the like a you know how they do like Amber alerts and other yeah. alerts on your phone. Or it, like it the, sort of the felt the like notifications one of those. that come yeah. through from Apple news or whatever. Right. It, it felt like we all got sent the same thing. Cause like people like are looking at their phones and they just look up and now you're looking at the other tables and you're like, did, did you see, 
and you're just talking to strangers like do you hear about did, did you saw that too you said and it was bizarre so that was the first time that's ever really happened in my yeah life. it's and, like a wave of information as opposed yeah. to like a a sort of siren of it where you're just right, you're right. aware that everyone is having the same that was what it was like on that plane and it was so yeah it was so you strange. see you look over a couple tables over and you see a guy like with his hands on his head and you know exactly why he has his hands on yes. his head even though yeah there wasn't an announcement in the bar or anything like that yeah so um, that's a, I think that's a fitting way to start it. I was going to, I was going to save my Kobe thing for the end and say that I, I, we, we would find a way to intentionally put like 24 or eight items in the, you know, like, cause oh, Kobe yeah. people more than anything else, Kobe fans love numerology. So, oh my God, so much. <laughs> like, they love it. Some, they uh, love it. some number of items in the time capsule that's divisible by eight is our tribute to Kobe. <laughs> okay. There we go. Perfect. Wait, can I, I also say just to change the subject a little bit mm-hmm. one of the things that i think is so funny is that lebron james wears 23 because michael jordan wears 23 and michael jordan doesn't really want a whole lot to do with lebron james yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry i just can't ever get over that like that's the most incredible it's it's a little funny yeah anyway. definitely is. and kobe what's your item <laughs> did kobe wear 24 because he was one better than jordan uh, makes you think makes you think um really makes you think uh my first item it has to do with the world of basketball as well is also a monumental moment in time that I don't think people will forget. Uh, actually, they might not remember the time it happened, but you, I'll just get to it. My my first item I put in here is the microphones that Rudy Gobert touched. I had that conference. on my list, but I was gonna use, I was gonna use a reporter's a re, one of the micro one of a reporter's recorders. Yeah, it's all the same. What, yeah. Whatever was on that table that Rudy Gobert was asked about coronavirus, he made jokes about it. Then he started touching all of the microphones, and then that became like the the he he became the poster boy for like COVID morons, basically. It was Rudy <laughs> Gobert for the longest time, and you know, like I, I think thankfully enough time has passed that people realize that uh, if Rudy Gobert did not get coronavirus, it's not like sports would have just kept going on. But there for a moment, there was like a one or two week stretch where it was like, this is all Rudy Gobert's fault. March Madness is canceled because of Rudy Gobert. Yes. Screw this guy. Um, and thankfully, I feel like enough has passed. Like people aren't going to remember him. They'll remember him for that moment, but they're not going to be like, you ruined 2020. You suck. I think bitch. time you know? will be kind to Rudy Gobert. Cause I yeah. think, I think that as people realized how serious this was, they were like, Whoa, maybe it's good that it shut down when it did because it might have taken that's a good longer point. or it's it would have been someone else it would have been you know like yeah. jay wright or not, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. like wishing COVID on it but it would have been like at the tournament something would have yeah happened but uh yeah i mean that, that is certainly uh, again i don't know if people really remember the press conference but you remember everybody knows the image of rudy gobert now because they started <laughs> showing it as he tested positive um and then, well, the and next, then he gave it to Donovan Mitchell, and, and then, then they didn't talk Mitchell. for months because yeah. Donovan Mitchell's like, you're kidding me. And then Rudy Gobert scored the first points in the bubble. The very first game played, he, he scored the first points. So um, it all came for a circle. Wow. But yeah, that, that to me represents, like, honestly, if I could put one thing in there, I think it'd be those microphones. Because that was like the, it was pre-Rudy Gobert touching, it was pre-Rudy Gobert and post-Rudy Gobert. It's 2020 yep. sports. So, yep. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Should we just end the show? Shout out to Kobe and Rudy O'Baron. That's a 2020. That pretty much does cover yeah. it all. Uh, anything else? Uh, well, Obviously. Yes. Um, so I have two things. This is still um, 
these are not really worth talking about, but cool, uh, perfect, I've, I've love mentioned it. Mentioned this before, but <laughs> confetti, confetti from the field after the Chiefs won the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, and one of Andy Reid's um, Aloha shirts, one of his Hawaiian shirts, he wears, <laughs> uh, just because everyone's like the Chiefs won twenty twenty, or I feel like I say that every week. Um, but I would put a um, a Tampa Bay Vipers mug um, of the XFL, the Tampa oh. Bay Vipers sent me a care package, and this is this is funny to me because. Um, this was before Tom Brady was going to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. This was before the Rays were in the the World Series. This was before the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stan- Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. And I, if like I thought it was funny that I was in that I had anything to do with the team from Tampa. I was like, oh, the Tampa Bay Vipers, it's hilarious. When am I ever going to think about Tampa Bay? And then the entire rest of the sports year was devoted to thinking about yeah. Tampa Bay. Yeah. And that just shows you how. And then the XFL folded. It's like what? Yeah, is the XFL. Happening? People do forget the XFL was, uh, yeah, was going strong there for a second, and people I were actually it. like kind of excited about it. I had then, a good time watching those games. <laughs> I, I certainly had a good time. I certainly um, enjoyed myself. That's a good one. I like that. I like a nod to the XFL 2.0. Where 3.0 is coming though. The Rock is. Uh, it's got to be. Yeah. yeah no. Um, my my next item I'm putting in is Bryson DeChambeau's protein shaker. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've talked about this man on this show more than I've talked about any man on in in, in my entire life. Um, but I cannot thank him enough for the role he played in 2020 sports <laughs> when golf was like the only thing on TV. And you had this guy who basically said, uh, yeah, so I spent my time off just eating a lot and smashing protein and creatine and God knows what else. He's like, my trainer says it'll make me better at golf. <laughs> and you're like, why did you do that, Bryce? And he's like, so I figured out that if you're stronger, you can hit the ball farther. And then, uh, and the reason I figured this out is because I have a better brain than everybody. And you're like, what? No, no, you don't. Like everyone's known this forever. We just don't want to. You're like Bryson, that's physics. Yeah, we don't want to be big dumb meatheads. That's why we're not like what. <laughs> um, and then he thought he he thought he completely had changed golf. He'd revolutionized golf. And then you get to the Masters, and like all these all these course managers are like licking their lips. By the way, because like the more that Bryson became cocky about it, the more like these uh, what are they called superintendents? I think that run the yeah. golf courses are like screw this guy, and they start like growing their rough out longer. So when Bryson if his drive's not perfect, he's Inevitably. absolutely screwed. Yeah. <laughs> There's, they're planting trees. They're like uprooting trees and like moving them closer to like where it's screw over Bryson. They're importing redwoods yeah. to Augusta. <laughs> uh, but Bryson DeChambeau, I don't care what anybody says. I know Dustin Johnson won the Masters. I know Tiger Woods exists. Uh, the year of 2020 in golf belonged to Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. And it belonged to him because he became a big dumb meathead and became absolutely hateable to such an extent that I kind of loved him in a, in some small he way. Went, so. He went right or, he went right around the likability wheel, mm-hmm. which is a thing that I just made up. He started <laughs> he got he got so far he he I provided know what you mean. so much joy. <laughs> He provided so much joy. He, he leaned on his butter and snapped it in half. He came yeah, that incredible. happened. That happened. He complained about ants on his ball when he yeah. was like, "Can I? Can I get a redo? Because there's ants." And the officials were like, "What?" That's so funny. Like, yeah, he was the worst, so and that made him the best. Yeah. Oh, so. I love that's that's sort of the theme this yeah. year. Um, let's see what else. What would I put in? Um. A Brady, a, T- a Tom Brady Bucks jersey, mm-hmm. um, and a Mookie Betts Dodgers jersey because that good just ones. killed me. Um, and then a cigar for the last dance. Ooh, a cigar for Joe Burrow after he won. 
oh, the yeah. national title, and he was oh, just God, smoking a cigar, year? and that was so cool. Yeah. What? And for the last dance, yeah, that was both in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> okay, that one really just messed me up. That really, I know that. Like, can you believe that was 2020? Is something yeah. I've joked about, but like, I cannot believe that was 2020. Yeah, that Joe Burrow had two healthy ACLs and oh, one my. fat cigar in his hand. Yeah. Well, it's was, funny because one of the things I have in there is a Joe Burrow Bengals jersey. Yeah. So. Jeez. All right. Well, a lot, cigar a lot can covers change, a lot uh, of ground. Yeah, cigar. Uh, yeah, I, I had like Michael Jordan's iPad because that was hilarious. Like the iPad that he would be I also had that. was, and then he stares at it, and um, a lot of memes have come out of that 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 we really enjoyed. Uh, I love it. Next on my list was a uh, Lou Williams lemon pepper chicken wing. Oh. That's <laughs> which so is kind good. of the. If you could pick one item from the bubble, I feel like it's that for me. That is, is that phenomenal. Was, that was the funniest story that came out of the bubble. Uh, and, and that was one of the things we were grateful for. We were grateful that Lou Williams' yeah. wings could still be funny. Yeah, I got uh, the other night. I got chicken wings again for the uh, MLS Cup when the crew won the cup. Oh yeah. Uh, um, yeah, not too long ago, I got I, I did that. I ordered some wings and uh, I got me some lemon peppers, all because of Lou Williams. Thanks, I'm a Lou lemon Will. pepper guy because of Lou Will. So that's so good. Throw that in there. Um, I have, in terms of the bubble, I have a, a bottle of, of bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bottle. The like aliens the in a thousand years are going to open it and be like, uh, what, did, what did they like? Did they blow bubbles? And it'll be like a handwritten note, but with my left hand. So it's like a child wrote yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, that's my a, joke. Another bubble item I loved was uh, the. The microphone extender when the post game <laughs> press conference and you'd have a guy like leaning over with like a thirty foot pole for these interviews yes. and and then they they cut in on the player and like you see the microphone just kind of like bobbing because like the guy's <laughs> arms are getting tired because it's like and, a pool thing a thingy a pool skimmer yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically they just like taped a microphone to the end of a pool basket skimmer yes and you're wondering like why I mean everyone you're in a bubble everyone's tested every single second you're in here like we can't come up with the, or just I mean thankfully media has figured it out like get a microphone on a stand and just put the stand there like that's that's where we've come around but those, right. those it's like did we know. forget about wi-fi and bluetooth all <laughs> yeah. like i mean i don't know how production works if our producers and director watching the show are probably like they're fuming mad. Me they're like, typical yeah. talent you I'm don't like, get it yeah i don't know can you just like put it through the air but um i do feel like they did finally figure that out using yeah. cords but and a stand yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, uh, I also have um, a COVID test in there because that's a fun that thing sense. to put in there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, one of Jimmy Butler's big face coffee mugs. Mmm, that's a good. That's a good he thing. He had his own yeah. little coffee. Jimmy Butler was the big winner of the bubble, I think, in I terms of perception. And, couldn't uh, agree more. Yeah, not a lot of people loved him. Maybe they didn't hate him, but I don't think I don't think you'd find a lot of Jimmy Butler quote unquote fans. Heading into the I bubble. think he has them now. I think he has a lot of fans now. Yeah. I'm one of them, honestly. Same. So. Um, also, he won me over with that Hall & Oates Michelob Ultra ad. Yeah. Very God, catchy. it was adorable. Very catchy. As it turns out, so I found that the most annoying commercials in the world are always ones that have songs in them. Mm -hmm. Um but when your song is Hall and Oates, it's oh, it's slam more likable. Yeah. That's the I think that's the only song you could put in a commercial and I'd be like, "Ooh, yeah, like, but most like of the every time, time it comes on. That T-Mobile, I want it all and I want it now commercial. Oh. 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 Awful. Awful. Worst. You know what else is awful? Oh, you know which one I kind of do like, though? Huh? There's a Facebook Oculus one 
where it's like the it starts out with a really glitchy picture and then oh, it goes I think I know to, which and one like you're the beat kicks in right as she puts the oculus on that always makes me want to run through a wall i'm yeah, like wow i, know which one you're I haven't been about. so jazzed about something it's got like I, I don't know what song it is but it sounds like some it's like techno new age like yeah i don't know i don't know how to describe music that's not we 90s country <laughs> If it's not 90s country, I'm like, whatever it's those kids Jody are. It's not Jodie Messina, so <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, can I put uh, Silvio DeSosa's chair um, in there? And if you're asking yourself who's Silvio DeSosa, he's the guy that played for Kansas. That This happened in 2020 as well. That oh. Kansas, Kansas State got into a fight, and he's the yeah. kid that picked up the chair and was going to break <laughs> it over someone's neck and then drop the chair. But uh, the image is lasting forever that, every, you know, I think as more time passes, people are going to convince themselves that they saw this man crack a chair over a, For sure. another player's back. Uh, but that was, one of the, that, in there. that was one of the funniest stories. Just the backlash to that as well. Like all the all the, the stuffy sports writers that were like, execute this kid. Like <laughs> <laughs> this kid, this kid is the worst human being that's ever walked the face of the earth. He, I don't know. Right. They're Tate like, you've got to deport him. He's Tate and I go have, have send t- him to Russia. Yeah. Tate and I have talked about this nonstop, but uh, yeah, we, we just make the comment that like the, the point I want to make on this show is that uh, the man picked the chair up and was smart enough to drop it. And I feel like we should applaud him for the restraint because oh. if you hand me a chair, question for you, you ever seen someone pick up a chair to hit someone else with it and not hit well when you when you have the self-control to back out of something that right. late in the game right that's what i'm I saying just admire you that's what i'm saying if you handed me a chair right now and i'm in a house with nobody else but moses <laughs> I, mean, I might i might crack it over moses you back. wouldn't I mean, hit moses i don't think you'd hit I would, your microphone you'd hit yourself before you that's hit true. moses that's true come but, on that's a good point but anyway can i tell you a real uh, quick story about my dog yeah please do i just the other day uh I might there was a grape on the ground and the dog was sort of nosing it around and um I've just really wanted to tell this story for a while now. She was sort of like poking it with her nose and it was really cute cuz she didn't really know what it was. She'd never had a grape before. So I gave it to her and she like put it in her mouth and she takes it over to a rug and she drops it and then she sort of I'm trying to take a video cuz it's so funny but she eats a grape before I can take a video. And uh, uh my dad was like, "Should we feed her another one?" And I oh, was like, no. "Uh Oh, no. And I was like, I'm just going to Google this real quick. I don't know what made me Google it, but I was like, can dogs eat grapes? And my phone basically exploded in my hand. It was like, no. No, do not. not. I was like, can a dog eat one grape? And it was like, even one grape Mm -hmm. could be toxic. And I was, so I freak out, call the vet. Long story short, I end up uh, having to they make the dog throw up the grape. And so I gave, I gave my dog a grape accidentally poisoned my dog and then had to pay someone $340 to make my dog throw up the grape. You know, what what do they do? Give him hydrogen peroxide. They they are like a morphine or something Uh, like a small dose to make her. I think that's the, they got the grape out, but that's the home remedy. I'm sure we're going to have people write it right in. By the way, I, if, if I am, if this is animal abuse, but I, I, I was under the impression that, uh, if it happens at home and you can't get to a vet, you do hydrogen peroxide. You you give like a shot. Yeah. Like a, cap of hydrogen peroxide and then they'll throw that up and then they'll throw everything up and uh, well that moses, been cheaper <laughs> moses ate a lot of crap when he was a uh, like sometimes literally um but <laughs> when he was a kid when he was a puppy i guess would be the yeah. word um he ate a bunch of socks but yeah grapes it's a uh, well i was just like man this is the most expensive grape come on ever. <laughs> like, come on charlotte one grape are you kidding me i just how, how big is the dog she's huge she's like 85 pounds i oh, should be fine 
Yeah, well, I freaked out. I panicked. One grape's not going to... Cue the people writing in, like, no, you moron, yes, it was. I did sleep better knowing that we got the grape out, but... Yeah, I, I, uh, Moses. So I put a grape. I put a grape in my time capsule. I've seen Moses eat so much stuff through the ten years of life with this dog that, like, I really feel like he could eat anything. I really feel like he could. You could just give him a Hershey's bar. Like, you know, dogs aren't There's supposed to have chocolate dogs too. That, like, yeah, that one I do. That one. I okay, I, I really feel like Did Moses could eat it and not, not feel a thing. Yeah, I mean, some dogs I don't think are affected. I think other dogs are. Did everybody know that you're not supposed to give dog grapes? Grapes. I, f- I feel like chocolate's the one everybody knows. Um, I didn't know grapes for sure. But grapes, I mean, I knew it, but I've also had a dog for a long time, and so uh, I've had a dog. I've, I've always had a dog, uh, and I didn't know <laughs> that you're not supposed to give a dog. Well, grapes. I think ma- maybe yeah. I knew it because Moses eat again. He eats so much, like he'll eat anything. Right. That I think I started like really googling like what's okay, what's not, because I was freaking out every time he puts something in his mouth. I'm like, you can't have that. Ah, ah, ah. and then finally I got to the point. I was like, yeah, you can eat that. Who cares? Yeah, you'll it's be fine. Gonna, you'll be fine. Whatever. Um. Anyway, sorry I told the grape story. No, that's, it's really... that's a $340 grape. That's an expensive grape. <laughs> that's a very expensive grape. I'd put that grape in the time capsule. What else do you got? Um, can I put Joe Kelly's glasses in the time capsule? And the reason I picked this is because I oh, think yeah. when I think of the MLB season in 2020, mm-hmm. it's a it's a two-pronged thing. We have the Dodgers won the World Series, uh, but also the Astros did not. And that was the one thing that I wanted more than anything. I, I hate the Astros. The Astros are cheaters. They did not really suffer any consequence for their cheating. No, didn't feel um, bad about it. They're the worst. We, we, we wanted a season where there were fans where they could go get booed. Uh, every time they play on the road, they yes, would get booed like crazy, whatever. Uh, so for the Dodgers to win the World Series, but also Joe Kelly, um, you know, he, he had the beef with the Astros strikes. I forget who it was that he struck out and then makes the pouty face. That mm-hmm. image is like that picture of Joe Kelly is like the lasting image for me of the 2020 baseball season. Cause again, it's the, he goes on to win the world series himself, but it also represents like the disdain that the entire MLB, except for Rob Manfred he did had for, for us Astros. what yeah. we couldn't do for ourselves this yeah. year in, yeah. in making it clear in throwing a ball at the Astros head. Who do you uh-huh. throw it at? I forget. It's been too long. Correa, I, maybe? I'll, I don't I'll know. Google anyway, um, I'll that's Google a good Keep one. talking. I would, I would also, for the baseball, I would put a cardboard cutout of one of the dogs that they put at Mets games. Oh, it was Correa. Cardboard, was it was it? Correa. Yeah, he, throw, he throws at Bregman and mocks Correa. So I think he threw that's at right. Bregman, and then he struck out Correa, right? And when he was walking to the that's what dugout, he was like, Because <laughs> Correa had been talking so yeah. much trash yeah. and it was, in public. It was so good. They actually made it a mural. That picture of Joe Kelly, someone painted a mural. Have in LA. you seen that in LA? Have you gone to uh, see it? No, because it's it's like it's it's up by Melrose, I think, and that's to. Uh, I've become the guy. I've just noticed this about myself. Do you I'm have the a guy. Car? I do have a car, Charlie. What else are you doing? I live right by the beach. Oh yeah, that's true. I did, I was gonna call myself out though that I've become the guy that like assumes that everybody knows what I'm talking about with spots in LA, in LA. Melrose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to hate that when I lived in Ohio and you listen to podcasts and people are like, yeah, so I'm on Fairfax and Mel- it's the Californian skit, SNL. Well, I'm like, no one knows where that is, you morons. <laughs> and now I'm you know what's great is that if you're not insufferable enough about California, I'll pick up the slack and be an Perfect. asshole about New York. Perfect. So it's great. Um, I'll be like, this little, yeah, this little spot in Brooklyn, but like Carroll Gardens, not Cobble Hill, like a little bit Borough Hill, I but st- not really... I still have like, yeah. What I, are you ta- I still have that with New York, where uh, my friends that live in New York. One of my friends moved to New York not too long ago, and I asked where her, where she lives now. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm on like West 29th on the 30 and at, at, at 46th and West 20. And I'm like, I have literally no idea 
where man just manhattan i mean i guess right you're like yeah. manhattan or brooklyn because that's yeah, really I, all that's I'm all be able i know to, yeah you can yeah. either send me your address and i'll look at it or <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, numbers man it's too much like anyway. math uh can i throw oh i i, I want to i'm excited about this one can i mm-hmm. uh i know i just went but i want to go again sorry yeah, uh, <laughs> this is i i feel like you're gonna be shocked to to recall that this happened in 2020 um i want to put deontay wilder's costume against tyson fury that he oh wore coming out of the tunnel when he fought tyson yes. fury uh not only because it was kind of iconic and it looked so badass the 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 big helmet and the he just looked the, amazing he looked so good but also he got his ass kicked and yeah, then blamed it on this costume weighing so he was much like, it was 50 pounds i had to walk it it was too much which is <laughs> do you know i met deontay wilder once and i was like psyched because we have the same last name right, obviously right. and i was like oh Deontay, like, my last name's Wilder, too. And he goes, oh, my cousin. And I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, probably not. But that's I cool. Yeah, I, I don't think so, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I met uh, Titus O'Neil, who wrestled in WWE. I don't think oh, yeah? he, I, don't, I don't know if he's still. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Does he, is he still in WWE? I don't know. I don't know matter. that. Um, when he was wrestling, I went backstage one time. I had a hookup, and uh, so I'm backstage just mingling with wrestlers. Titus O'Neil comes by. I started talking to him. I was with Greg Oden, so like he wanted to talk to Greg, uh-huh. and uh, and I'm sitting there, and I, I figure, what the hell? I'm gonna say something. And I was like, I was like, hey man, do you have an extra pair of trunks that I could get? Because <laughs> he wears these. He, he used to wear like a speedo, and it'd say Titus on on him, you know. And I was like, hey man, my last name's you Titus. Asked Titus yeah. O'Neil like for his underwear. <laughs> I asked him for his underwear, and I swear to God, true story. He looks me in the eye, and he goes, I would get them for you, but they'd be too big in the dick for you. And then that was all he said. Oh, my God. You have to respect that. You have to. You can't even. Like, you're just like. Nice. That's unreal. Right. I can't believe that yeah. you, like, you asked him for his Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was like, dude. You could probably buy that if you're. Yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> what a, what a, <laughs> so i would also put in my time capsule um a call, this is a sad one sorry uh the college sports schedule for um the fall just with games like scratched out just with a big red x through. yeah just like yeah. that's a sad one no. but you know what else i put in there um a book from baker mayfield mayfield's book club in the uh in the insurance commercials. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I, I I I think he is just a phenomenal actor. I've been I think very he's, impressed. I think he's too good of an actor though. I think this is like you don't want this to be your thing. Like when people think of ba- you don't want like Baker Mayfield to get introduced at a non-sports event and they're like, "Oh, that's the guy from the commercials." Unless, hear me out. What? He's just paving the way for his post NFL career. Yeah. He he has a bigger career post NFL than he What if Baker Mayfield becomes yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. Never mind. No, what? Tell, what, what I was gonna you? say, you know, like Ahmad Rashad. Who uh, do you know who that is? Ahmad yeah, Rashad. He he was he was an awesome football player, and then yeah. he became famous for our generation because he was the guy that did inside stuff, where he was like Michael Jordan's best friend, and would just do yes. all these segments for I think it was yep. NBC. Um, and he just basically used his status as a football player, leveraged it into like being like this guy that all the basketball players wanted to hang with. And he was in the Last Dance, right? Yeah, I, I think he was. Yeah, I he, think he was a talking he head was, in that. He was like synonymous with the '90s Bulls to me. I don't know. He was always around. But what if like Baker Mayfield does that? Like he's just good enough to then like parlay it into. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's a Madre shot. And, like he just go. He just like covers the NBA strangely. And you look up in 15 years, and like <laughs> Baker Mayfield is the new 
Ernie Johnson or something, you know? That's incredible. Oh my <laughs> and God. Like, I and hope everyone that forgets happens. that he was like an actual, like he's just Ernie Johnson for the next 40 years of his life. See, I didn't just, know that Ahmad Rashad was a football player. Yeah, he, he was a great one. He might be in the Hall of Fame, for God's sakes. Like, I'll, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was. Yeah, no, I'll, I did I should look that up. Straight up didn't know that. I, uh, I love that when people get famous, like, break into a scene for one thing and then just do a hard pivot and they're like, ha It's like they Trojan horse their way into an industry. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, let's see here. Ahmad Rashad. Wikipedia says he's in the College Football Hall of Fame. He's okay. not in the, okay. the pro football. He was a four-time pro bowler, though. You know what I think? I think First team All American in college. So, yeah. jeez, where do you go to yeah. college? Oregon. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I think an alternate name for this podcast could have been like Sports Wikipedia because <laughs> you and I just ultimately end up like <laughs> just sort of pulling out facts and we're like, well, according to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, what what else are we putting in here? I want to put. This is a good one. I think this is a great. I think this is a smart pick. I want to put five hundred million dollars cash. In the, uh, <laughs> because I think it would it, it signifies Patrick Mahomes' contract. Yeah. Um, which is you, you were talking about the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl this year. Patrick Mahomes is the guy of twenty twenty football. He certainly. had a good year. You know. He had a good uh, year. Also signs the massive contract, so it's like, hey, everybody, this is we had a, we had a five hundred the first half billion dollar contract we saw. Uh, but then also I feel like that would drum up some interest in this time capsule, and that's what we really need is like the rest yeah. of the world to care. And uh, you know, would, also, you could take a million out and no one would know. No you could know. say they're 500 million in there, and then it's only like 499 million, and you just have a little extra cash. What if we put 500 million dollars in the time capsule? We shoot it to Mars, <laughs> and we it just lands on Mars, and then that triggers the space rate, you know, like in the you know, I made more. Oh, you mean it's like you every like, like go fetch for a dog, yeah, go like, fetch, go yeah, dog. yeah, go get the 500 million dollars. And we, then, throw it to uh, we throw it to Mars. <laughs> That's where the time capsule is. And then they open the time capsule and they're sorting through all the garbage. They're sorting Ooh, through the, the, Mar- the aliens, the Mars aliens. Well, Elon Musk is probably gets up there. there. Yeah, Elon Musk gets up there and he's like, "Viper's mug, get that out of my face." Where's this five hundred million dollars? <laughs> Yeah. And then the joke is that it's not in there. It was not actually in there, Elon. You dumb bitch. <laughs> the five hundred million dollars were the friends we made along the way. Right. That's what it was. Uh, uh, I would also probably put in um, something like one of the Black Lives Matter warm up shirts that the NBA mm-hmm. players wore because that was a huge breakthrough in talking about social justice and mm-hmm. that was a that was a great thing so i put that in there i think that's a good along those same lines of like uh uh social type issues certainly not to the magnitude but certainly uh important nonetheless maybe sarah fuller's shoe yes that's a boot, good one right? you know yeah I mean, yeah yeah or her yeah. helmet her helmet yeah i don't know no the shoe because she kicks the sho- yeah that, that's i was just thinking was of football uniforms yeah. yeah i was like a shirt or pants um what about what about the tennis ball that uh Djokovic smoked the line judge in the neck with we had fun fun talking about that was an early (laughs) podcast yeah that was what a fun story that was where i loved it i mean i didn't like i felt bad for her but i couldn't believe that he got disqualified has enough time passed that it's funny now i think it is i mean i think enough time passed the moment i saw it yeah it was like I mean, yeah, also, funny. I think throat is just a funny word, so. Yeah. Um, what about the syringe that pierced Tyrod Taylor's lung? You want to talk about the stories <gasps> we have fun with? <laughs> you love that doctor, too. We just can't. We we talk a lot about Tyrod Taylor's doctor. Yeah. We talk a lot about um, 
you know, we've got we've got some greatest hits brewing here on this podcast. I don't hate um, it. I'm trying to think of other things that happened. I mean, th- so Me too, but- I, I had this on the list, and uh, I don't want to put it in there because it's bad, and I, I don't want it? you to take this the wrong way or the audience take it the wrong way, but it's certainly a seminal moment in sports in 2020. Uh, the, the Bubba Wallace saga. Oh, so yeah. Put his car we're, we're, in. Put we're his probably uniform not putting. In. Yeah, the we're not the going there. In. But put his yeah, but, uh, put his uniform in there because I was I was trying to think like how could we get Bubba Wallace in the time capsule because that yeah, was I think put, huge. His, put then, his uniform in there. Yeah, or the press release of MJ. Uh, yeah, buying a team. What is starting a team? Starting with Denny a team. Hamlin? Yeah, starting a team with Denny <laughs> Hamlin. Still funny. Yeah, still yeah. funny. Still funny that yeah, Denny Hamlin has uh, that much money to start a team, but uh. Yeah, I don't. But that—that's certainly a story that uh, represents twenty twenty sports, totally. right? Like we got to have some sort of representation from the Bubba Wallace. Yeah, uh, like think about it. How cool situation. is it that NASCAR finally banned Confederate flags? Like, yeah, they should have done that a while ago. But it's like, okay, should, that feels like that was a good thing. Should we put literally every flag on Earth? Well, I guess there there are other bad flags other than the Confederate flag. But I was, <laughs> I was, I was gonna just say, say like, put every flag of- except the Confederate one. Then I was like, well, I guess there might be mm. other bad ones as well. So. Yeah, I feel like flags can be problematic. So maybe we'll put in like, well, oh, you know, we can put in the time capsule. You ready for this? Oh, <laughs> my UVA, my yeah. new UVA winner. Where hat. did you get that? Uh, Caroline Darney. Who I yeah. worked with at SB Nation. And oh, I didn't know you a, worked with her. Yeah, she's a UVA basketball uh, official. Oh, yeah, she was she my care package. She was my Sherpa when I went to Charlottesville. She showed me yeah, around the bars and was. She's yeah. so kind. She sent me this. She sent me uh, DeAndre. What's his last name? Hunter. Yeah. Hunter. She sent me yeah. DeAndre Hunter, a sticker of him. She sent me this little pennant. Wow, look she at that. Me, she sent Shout me out a Caroline. mug and uh, a wine cooler. I mean, just really went above and beyond. She's so. the best. She, Yeah, the, the the few times I've been to Charlotte, she uh, she she gave me a ride to the airport the last time I oh went. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah she, she's great, great That's humbate, a mark Caroline. of a truly yeah. nice person. Like, she I'm also, calling... we, were, we were at Trinity, this bar, uh, this campus bar in Charlottesville, and we were uh, mm-hmm. listening to God's Plan on repeat a thousand times, as you do when you win a national championship. And... Yeah. Uh, I was walking down the stairs at Trinity when she turned to me. It was very loud. Couldn't really hear what she was saying. Uh, I found out later what she was saying was, be careful going down these stairs because people spill a lot of beer and you're going to slip and fall and oh, hit your no. ass. Uh, that would have been useful information before I... <laughs> Did you do that? Slipped and fell down like Peter Griffin down an entire flight of stairs. Oh, no. <laughs> at a bar did at people know you in that bar? Like, were they like Mark Titus just fell down a flight a of stairs? A few people did. I don't, I, like, it wasn't like like that many people. It wasn't like the whole bar, like, but yeah, there were a few people that knew I was just because. That's, yeah. that's my goal. I would love to become known enough that when I fall down a flight of stairs, like, someone, someone tweets, tweets it. Joke. it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't want that. That sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds really terrible. She also, Anytime, Caroline yeah. also tried to get get me to streak across that's a thing that they do at virginia by the way so okay can you explain this to me because there was a koozie in the package too which was lovely but it said mm-hmm. keep calm and carry streak, on and streak on keep, keep calm and streak the lawn oh streak the lawn yeah so the, they have the, the quad the big grassy area mm-hmm. um where thomas jefferson once i don't know yeah, flew whatever, a kite whatever, or something right. <laughs> boring um <laughs> They like one of the traditions is at some point, uh, I might be butchering this, but this is my understanding. Basically at some point in your time at Virginia, you're, you're not truly a Virginia graduate unless you run from one end of the grass to the other, but naked. That's it's streaking the lawn. Yeah. Wild. It, and well, they're actually, I mean, you know, it makes sense though, because there was that, um, 
before when Thomas Jefferson came back from France, he did. <laughs> I can't even say this. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell this is setting up for some chicanery here. Uh, yeah. There were people when I was there. They have uh, they have the houses on the lawn. I love that this podcast has just turned into like Virginia yeah. <laughs> history lessons. Um, they have these old houses on the lawn that like have been there for ten thousand years or whatever, and it's like really prestigious to live in one of these houses. Even though the houses I, I saw inside one, I was like, yikes! Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely, oh. not, you know. Wait, so I mean, it's one of those things where it's like if you've ever been in one of the houses at UVA, don't worry about what's in the vaccine. Great, great joke, Charlotte. Great. Great. Should we tweet this one out? Uh, so there was a guy that uh, when I was down there celebrating the title uh, for the parade or that wasn't the the cel- whatever the hell they were doing down there. Um, right, one right. of the guys that live in the house was like, hey, come to my little spot on the lawn. Uh, we're having a big party, whatever. I get there. Do you go to a whatever. frat party? Like sort of was this a, were uh, these college kids or grad students like were you partying i think they, i think they were grad students i don't know they're handing me all i know is they handed me a bottle of champagne i got a cool picture out of it like holding up a bottle of champagne on the uh, inside this house that like thomas jefferson took a poop in one time or um so uh <laughs> the whole reason i say that is that i was on the lo- so as we, i was hanging out on the lawn and as i was there popping these bottles of champagne with these kids i saw like 20 different people shrieking it was dark out, so like I didn't see so like that. See, sort of like but you just butts. see this shadowy figures just like running back and forth, and you're like, "What the hell is this school?" <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't have to do that. Yeah. I don't know how so. much it. Would oh, they're gonna try that. to make you do that when you go to Charlottesville. I'm telling you, because yeah, Caroline know. tried to get me to do it. She was she was with me that night, and she's like, "Are you gonna do that?" And I was like, "Next." The time. last <laughs> thing I need is like pictures on the internet of me running butt naked across yeah. the UVA lawn. Like that's yeah. not a thing you want to have follow. No. That's like, imagine, imagine I have kids and they have to know that that picture of their mom, yeah. like, willingly on yeah. street and lawn. Anyway, um, that's that it? it. I don't what have else? anything else on my... What else? Um, oh, I have a Fox Sports lanyard. <laughs> oh. Loser. Lame. Some teacher's pet nonsense there. Shout out to our bosses. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you for hiring me. I, I have... Uh, I want to celebrate one thing we're not putting in a time capsule. Ooh, um, what? I think we exhausted my list as well, but I, I had this written down as "Thank God we're not putting it in there." Is uh, yeah. Mike Vrabel's penis? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Mike Vrabel. Thank God. As, as you've made clear, it, it, the the situation was not that he was going to cut his penis off if they won the Super Bowl. It was that he would. In order to win, he was one, willing. He, would. he was willing to, but you know, perception's reality, and most of the world thought he said. That drove me crazy. Like, of all the... Like, I realized that this was a really stupid, um, you know, thing. But it was funny that when the Titans beat the Ravens in the divisional round, the only thing anyone was was talking about was the head coach's penis, which, you know, it's just like... That's another... That's just a sports thing where you're like, oh, sports fans are just like the lowest common denominator of brains that we're all just like, oh, but... Yeah. And, and, and... Thankfully, you and I didn't do a podcast about Lamar Jackson pooping for... (laughs) Well, Hopefully listen, we're highbrow. We don't an even lower level. denomination of just talking about it was me getting mad that people were getting the logic <laughs> yeah. of what he said and the grammar wrong. I was legit. I was in the press box being like, "Everybody's wrong. This is not what he said. He didn't say he would. Do, he didn't. He said he would do it if not. He would do it when. How are people?" And everyone was, was like, like oh, "Shut up, God. nerd. No one cares." <laughs> Literally, no one cares, but everybody cares. Uh, that's a pretty good time capsule we created there. I, I think. think we nailed it. I think we it. hit everything. I mean, I don't know what else. 
There from is the, the podcast, I would put in there. Um, yeah, what? Are, let's do a recap. What are your favorite moments from this podcast? First of all, within within thirty six, either way, how many shows do you think we've done? Because I have no idea. <laughs> oh, I I looked this up because I was looking at old podcasts to see like what do we talk about to try to figure out what to put in the time capsule. I think fourteen. Oh, 14 is all. Wow. Look at us. Or maybe, I don't know. It feels like we're just, we're just humming along, Mark. Let me, wow. people, sports. <laughs> I'm Googling the Wikipedia. podcast. We don't have a Wikipedia Walmart. page yet. We're screwed. Can Crap. someone make us a There's Wikipedia? There's no Wikipedia. We have no way of knowing. <laughs> Wait, no, maybe more. Hold on. I'm clicking our little page. So the just answer is you. 14 or maybe more. <laughs> no, 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 no. This will be our 17th. Oh, nice. Very good. Yeah. How about that? Or 16th. Uh, counting's difficult. Well, we learned that on this show. Remember the? I remember one time, uh, I forget when it was, but I, I remember my, my brain was just completely melting trying to do math as well one time. So. Well, I think I the moral of the story is that what we learned is that our brains just melt by the end of a podcast. It's, I, uh, I liked reading you your old tweets. I didn't like that as much. I know. I, I have much more fun when I am... In control of the self roast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When yeah. I when I am making you look stupid, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna surprise you, Charlotte. Ready? And, oh, how the turns yeah. of the table. <laughs> yeah. Didn't love it that much, but uh, you yeah. threw it back in my face. Uh, let's see here. I liked our beer league softball lineup. That was fun. I like that too. That I was like a fun exercise. Too. I spent a lot of time thinking about that and putting that together. And also um, the the survivor teams. The survivor NFL, teams. Yeah, that was fun. NBA as well. and yeah. yeah. So that's um, some good times. Oh, uh, emails. I've loved emails. And this goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning, is that the reason, you know, I know we always joke like send Charlotte emails and I love emails, but I really do feel like in a time where we can't be at games or we can't interact with people or you can't, you know, mm-hmm. you know, someday wouldn't it be cool like do a live show? Yeah, that'd be awesome. We can't do that. Um, so in lieu of that, getting emails from hearing from people listening to this, because we just sit in our houses and talk into microphones and then get up and like go have dinner or whatever. But right. I forget that people listen to this and it means a lot that you guys do. And there are a few emails I just want to read uh, before we wish you a very happy new year. Um, that I haven't read on the podcast yet. Um, and the first one is, the subject line is, <clears throat> this is from Bryn Haskett. Haskett? Haskett. She's emailed us a bunch. She's great. And one of the, the subject line is, um, is Charlotte too Jewish for Notre Dame? And in the body of the email, it just says, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Bryn. Um, one, that, that's one thing we learned on the podcast as well, is that you are too Jewish for Notre Dame, but <laughs> not so jewish that you that can't, I can't just... consider villanova <laughs> yeah yeah villanova as well but also like you love hot dogs yeah and i eat a lot of bacon yeah no right it's a you know yeah, it's, I okay, pick my it's, spots. A, it's, it's all right i understand i wasn't judging Thanks. i was just trying to uh we're, we're just trying to no i didn't feel judged i it's you know you kind of try to calibrate where i'm at and it's very difficult yeah. to do god i yeah. love hot dogs um <laughs> i need that isolated please please it's <laughs> so good um there, here's one that do you remember when i swore i said the f word early mm-hmm. on I just, oh like, let do it fly, i my dad I, talks to me about it all the time he's like clean clean it up with Charlotte. i know what's I, going well, on I felt really bad about that. I think it's the only time that I've done that, but it was an accident. Anyway, we get an email from Ben Coford, who also sent us one of the best emails we've ever gotten, but he sent us another one, and it just says, subject line, listen to the podcast today. And, and in the body of the email, it says, hi, Charlotte. 
I just learned the F word because of your podcast. This is devastating. Clean it up, Ben. <laughs> so that's funny. Um, and here's one for you, Mark. Because oh, you no. don't read these. No, this is it's a, it's a good one, but I need mm. to make it big enough to read because I made the picture too small. God damn it. Hold on. Ugh. To be fair, I, I don't have so access to this email account. Um, you could if you wanted it. Yeah, but I don't. But then at that point, it falls on. Then I can't use that as an excuse, you know. So I don't want access because then I can always say I, I'm not reading them because I don't. Have it's funnier when you don't read uh-huh. them, and ever because everyone says everyone addresses the emails. Hi Charlotte, parentheses and Mark, even though I know he doesn't read them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> question for Mark that has been bothering me for a long time. Dot dot dot. College basketball related. Uh-huh. First off. I'm, she praises us a little. I'm just going to read that because it's very nice. First off, you two are my favorite sports duo of all time. I've been a Aww. fan of you both for a really long time. You two having a podcast together is a dream come true. Which This is from Sarah Schweiderman, which mm-hmm. that's the nicest thing in the world. Thank you, Sarah. We got to get you some bigger dreams, but I so appreciate that. <laughs> she says, anyway, I have been bothered by something Mark wrote on Grantland back in the day. Oh, like no. So bothered that I think about it monthly. This isn't bad, Mark. This isn't bad. Um, back in the day, Mark answered a question in the mailbag, and that answer has always been in the back of my mind. The question was about whether or not to cheer for your childhood team where you went to college, or your childhood team, or where you went to college if they ever played each other. Right. Mark's answer was that you have to cheer for your college team, or you're basically a bad person. Right. Sarah says, I am a Dayton Flyer basketball fan, and have been since I was born 28 years ago. Season ticket holders and everything. I am also an Ohio State alum. As you know, Dayton and Ohio State played in the NCAA tournament, and at the time, it was a senior in college. I couldn't not cheer for Dayton, and I I may or may not have worn my Dayton jersey to class on that day. Does this make me a bad person? Now that you're a frequent flyer, I'm sure you understand, right? Please help cure my anxiety, Sarah asks. No, Sarah. In fact, this is – I I would argue that this – the tournament getting canceled – the year that Dayton had the best team of all time that they've ever had in school history and the best mm-hmm. player in the country uh, is karma. It's karma for you. You can't do that, Charlotte, <laughs> you right? You can't do that to Sarah. Oh, oh. my God. She's going to have to live with that answer. The way she said to live with this column. Oh, my God. No, I, I stand by it. I think uh, you have to cheer for your alma mater. Always. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, you're a diehard Virginia basketball fan. We know this about you. Mm-hmm. But if Virginia plays Colby College and you cheer for Virginia, I, oh, never, I won't let that never, stand. Never. You got to cheer for Colby. No, I'll bring my diploma with the dead bug in it. The only way I would say you not cheering for alma mater is okay in my eyes is if you just had like the most miserable, horrible True. experience of all time. Like if every, you hated it. Every second at school, like, I don't know. You were, you were tortured maybe literally you, <laughs> you had were, pins in your shoes ra- and you yeah. had to walk around campus yeah like, it was just like that was the worst four years of my life i hate everything about that school um that's a good i answer. i, I want to sit if i could send my diploma back i would if i could snap my fingers and redo all that like it, you have to have like that level of disdain but if it's mm. like i don't know i don't i don't i don't love it. You, you know who's a big offender of this is sean yeah. hurley who's uh do you know do you, you know Sean? Yeah. 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 Our, our guy Sean. Um yeah. he uh he went to Syracuse but grew up mm-hmm. a Yukon fan and they are rivals in basketball and he cheers for Yukon. He cheers they against even have his own. And he has a husky and it blew my mind cuz I thought he went to Yukon cuz he's like he loves Yukon and and all that and he's like no I went to Syracuse and I like I was Larry <laughs> I was cue the Larry David feigning. Like that was right. me. I was like oh, how? 
Like I get like, cause I grew up Charlotte. The reason this, this came up in my column all those years ago is I grew up an Indiana fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in Indiana. So I, the, the Hoosiers were everything to me. You're and wearing then, a Hoosier sweatshirt. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally wearing a Hoosiers gym, Knightstown, Indiana. Shout out to the, uh, that's a cool sweatshirt where they filmed the movie. Um, so, but then I went to Ohio state for school and I did not grow up an Ohio state fan. I, Ohio state was like barely existed in my mind until I went to school there. Um, so I still have a, a huge affinity for Indiana basketball. Mm. It's a bond that I share with my brother and my father. We grew up watching it. I will cheer for the Hoosiers. Every time I'm watching them, I text my dad and brother. I want the Hoosiers to win every game they play except for one because I will never – when Indiana wow. plays Ohio State, I hope Indiana does not score a point. I hope they – you can't cheer against your yeah. alma mater. You just can't yeah. do it. I don't know. That's wild. That's Sarah, how, I'm sorry. We can't, we can't cure I can't your allow, anxiety sorry, here, Sarah. but sorry, we do Sarah. appreciate so much that you wrote us email. You should write us another email. Um, Sarah, Sarah, we're going to get another email from Sarah. It's like, but wait, hear, hear me out. <laughs> or it's like, you are no longer my favorite yeah, sports yeah. team. <laughs> sorry, Sarah, we appreciate you. Charlotte, thank you, but you're dead to me now. <laughs> that's it. That's all the emails. <laughs> um, um, did I read the Wendy's one on the podcast? I can't remember. Because that was the greatest email of all time. I'm just going to give it one more read, and then we'll let you guys go. Well, you can't really. I mean, honestly, if there were ever a year to give you a podcast on New Year's Eve, like, what is anyone even doing tonight? Right. Okay. Right. <clears throat> ben Corford. Hello. I, and then he sent the email. And then I get another email that says, shit, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to hit send. So, I'm, <laughs> which is just an incredible way to start it off. So I have a friend who got the yips in the Wendy's drive-thru. He pulled up to order, and the Wendy's worker said, Hi, would you like to try a daily special? And he cut her off mid-question and said, No, not interested, much louder than he intended to. The Wendy's worker said, Sorry, what would you like? But at this point, my friend was feeling so embarrassed about what had happened that he was unable to speak coherently. He spent the next 10 seconds stumbling over his order before he stopped and said, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And drove away. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up driving to a different Wendy's 10 minutes away and got his food there. He was also on the verge of running late to work when ordering at the first Wendy's, so he became very late to work by going to a different Wendy's. I hope you both have a great day. Ever hope. Oh my ben. God. Why? I mean, uh, I won't judge life choices while you're going to Wendy's before work, but. Um, That's what stood out to me, too. That, but stood, I also, that definitely stood out to me. I'm not judging, says, I'm sorry, but it stands I can't out. do this. It's like, imagine that that is the greatest thing I've ever heard someone say about a drive thru. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I can't do it. It's like you're breaking up with the drive thru. I, I get it. I It's happened. So, similar things have happened to me before where uh, I am having, especially. During the the pandemic situation, where uh, I you just go through cycles of just like losing your mind, and you feel like the world is caving in, and and mm-hmm. whatever, and um, a lot of Familiar. stress, <laughs> yeah, a lot of stress builds up, and then you find yourself in line at Chipotle, and they say they're out of pinto beans, and you just throw your hands up, and you're like, I don't want anything. In fact, shove it up your ass, and you walk out. <laughs> the door. You're like, I'm done. And she's like, I can make them in like three minutes if you want to wait, and you're like, oh. Okay. Yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry, yeah. I overreacted. That happened, that that happened to me this summer where we I was just like, haven't had sports to take out my emotions. Where so. I, I had like I was having a day where four bad things happened and all of them were tiny bad things. Where mm-hmm. it was just like, I don't know. I I had no hot water in my shower. I, I can't even think of examples. Just like dumb right. stuff. Things that weren't the end of the world. And then number four was that at Chipotle and <laughs> and you like lost it. And from that lady's perspective, she's like, this guy loves pinto beans. 
<laughs> and for you me, know, it was I just think, like, I, I can't think... do life anymore. Life is too hard at this point. <laughs> I think that should be the last. I think we should end the podcast. No, ended I think, on that. I think, the, and the lady said, this guy must love pinto beans. Yeah. <laughs> is where we got to leave you in 2020. <laughs> Oh, thank you guys for sticking with us through the good times, through a lot of bad times, but uh, yeah, brighter but days are ahead. Hopefully, they're, hopefully we've been able to have some good times together, because this has been real fun. It's been a lot of fun, and we'll be back on the other side of 2021. Uh, hey, see more... you next year. Huh? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I think we really have to end on that, yeah, so I'm going to yeah. just uh, yeah, not say anything. <laughs> See you next wow, year. this guy really was <laughs> <laughs>